Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coming up on The Rub. Especially being there on the strip, there was all the, all the craziness uh, of, of Vegas mixed with Pitcher Arena. And I said, oh, wow, this is, this is legit. This is, this is a real competition. There, there's people from all over. And, you know, actually, from that moment, I, I was welcomed with open arms by so many of my, you know, competitors or, or people competing at, at the World Food Championship. They're coming for a reason. They want to be called the world champion. They could win our world champion ring. I mean, this thing looks like an NFL championship ring. $10,000 doesn't hurt either. But most of all, their friends can call them world champion from now on. See, I'll have to cook two because I have two dogs, and I don't want to favor one <laughs> over the other when I toss them the bone. Yeah, you toss them that bone, you'll have a fight right there in the middle of the floor. Yeah, yeah I don't need that. From the backyard to competition cooking, this is a show about barbecue, grilling, recipes, and more. This is The Rub. And now, from Memphis Barbecue Supply, here's Jimmy Shotwell. This is the show that's all about barbecue, grilling, and competition cooking. I'm alongside Forrest Goodman from the studios at 600 WRC 92.1 FM in Memphis, Tennessee, the home of the world's best barbecue. Coming up, Anthony Serrano is an award-winning chef that has cooking in his DNA. He'll join us. Plus, Brett Galloway with the State Cook-Off Association gives us a quick preview of a big prize purse just for cooking a steak. I can't wait for that. But let's get started with this question. Do you want to be a barbecue judge? Memphis in May has set its annual date for its judging seminar. Jimmy, it happened Saturday, November 10th. If you go, you'll become properly trained and then qualified to judge at the Memphis and May World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. I mean, how does it get better than sit there for nearly an entire day talking about barbecue, judging barbecue, tasting barbecue, and then critiquing folks on how well they cooked it. Yeah. So it's 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 a great event. You you need to sign up soon if, if you haven't, because this is always sells out yep. for Memphis and May. It always has a full crowd there. And you get a chance, if you go do this, you sign up here, you qualify. That way you can judge at Memphis in May in 2019, which the honored country, by the way, is the city of Memphis. That's right. No country, it's the city of Memphis. 200-year anniversary, and they're going to celebrate the city of Memphis and the anniversary there. And you never know. You can take this class, you can judge, and you can possibly judge us, the Rub Podcast, down there and all how our food is compared to everybody else. Or you get you make it Myron. Or you make it Brad. That's right. Or you make it that little small team from middle of nowhere who no one's ever heard about. Knocks your socks off. Exactly. So this is your opportunity. You've always said, dude, I can cook better barbecue than you. Well, go find out how well the other barbecue is. Take the judging class. Find out. Become a qualified, certified judge. And then we'll see you in May in 2019. And like Jimmy said, get in now. It's limited to 100 participants. It costs 95 bucks. Applications are available at memphisandmay.org slash judge dash barbecue. Anthony Serrano is an award-winning chef with an impressive resume. 
And for Serrano, cooking is in his blood. Well, I grew up in the restaurant business. My dad started our restaurants about a year after I was born. Um, he built the, our entire restaurant company from the ground up. So um, I watched him cooking from a very young age. I watched my mom running the front of the house. And uh, just somewhere along the line, I found that that's really where my, where my passion and love was. So all through high school, I, I worked in, in the kitchen, in front of the house, doing pretty much every sort of position. My dad was a, is a firm believer that, you know, you work for what you have and you have to do everything. You don't just get given stuff. So uh, I worked in the kitchen, and then once I graduated high school, I decided to be a rebel, and I went to regular college and went to uh, ASU for a couple years and just really didn't really have any sort of passion there and didn't really feel like I was loving what I was doing. And one day I heard a commercial for culinary school, and I was like, you know what, I'm not happy in, in college. I'm going to try that. And went to enrolled in culinary school pretty sh- shortly after and fell in love with it and was like, you know what, this, this is what I grew up learning, watching, listening to. And as soon as I went there, I was like, this is what I, I do love. It's, <laughs> even though I grew up in it, it's, it's what I want to continue doing. And that's, that passions continue on through today. You've you've gone on and cooked a ton of different competitions. You've cooked professionally. Uh, How did you find out about the World Food Championships in the first place? Well, you know, actually, that was uh, a little bit by accident. Um, I ha- I uh, was doing an event. Uh, my marketing company at the time for my restaurant suggested I, I do an event that had a competition component to it. And I said, sure, I'm really busy, but whatever, I'll, I'll do it. And um, so I entered the competition and was was busy doing the the event portion, handing out samples and all that to, to prospective customers. And uh, <laughs> I ended up winning the, the the competition, not really realizing what I was winning. And Suzanne Clark uh, actually presented me with the golden ticket here in Arizona. And it was sort of like a whirlwind from there. I was like, I don't even realize what I won. And then I started finding out about the World Food Championships. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This sounds like something uh, might be fun to to go to. At at that time, I was in Las Vegas. It's like, you know, Vegas isn't too far away from Phoenix. I'll go ahead and and enter it, you know, whatever, see what happens. Plus, who turns down Vegas? I mean, you can't turn down Vegas. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So you walk up there and you see Kitchen Arena for the first time. What what was like? It, what was the what was the thought process there when you go? Oh, what what is this? <laughs> it was it was de- it was definitely a little overwhelming, um, especially being there on the strip. It was all the all the craziness uh, of of Vegas mixed with Kitchen Arena, and I said, "Oh wow, this is this is legit. This is this is a real competition. There, there's people from all over, and you know, actually, from that moment." I, I was welcomed with open arms by so many of my, you know, competitors or, or people competing at, at the World Food Championship. And from there on in, I was, I was hooked not only with, with making friends with, with all the different competitors, but also just, just being there with, with the rush of competition and, and the fun of, of just being around everybody. So fast, kind of fast forward to 2016. It's it's now in Orange Beach, Alabama. You get the World Food Championships there in Alabama, and you've done a couple of World Food Championships since then. What um, what 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 are you looking around? What are you same thought process going through your mind? Yeah, pretty much the the, the, the same thought process. By then, I had already 
been in a few more competitions, and I sort of was starting to understand the the whole methodology behind com- competing. And that year, which which I think was really my saving grace, was I actually attended one of the, one of the eat classes, okay. which is their which is their judging process class. So I attended that, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, even though I've been attending, and you have the packet, I really understood from a judge's perspective what they were looking for. So you you kind of so, you get there to Orange Beach. You kind of do do you already have your recipe in mind that you're going to cook, or is this something in the preliminaries? You, you're just kind of going to just go and see what happens. You know, uh, you actually have to tell them your recipe ahead of time. Okay. Uh, there's nor- there's about normally about a month before the competition. Uh, this this I forget the actual date this year, but yeah, you have to give them your recipe ahead of time. That way, they have it already in their database. So when the judges sit down at the table, they already have your your recipe there so that they can be looking at it while they're judging your plates. Ooh, and that brings up a question of what happens if something, and I hate to say that something screws up and you've got to call an audible at the last minute. Can you change a recipe or you're going to be kind of judged on what your recipe was supposed to be and your execution, what happened? You know, that's pr- that's pretty much what happens. You, you always have to find a way to to adjust and adapt in the kitchen Mm -hmm. but um let's say you're you said you're going to make a fried chicken you have to make a fried chicken whether or not you you adjust it as you go and in any sort of competition you always have to you always have to adjust but uh you have to do the recipe that that you stated in when you registered but you've got a little you've hopefully you wrote the recipe in such a way that you can do fried chicken but instead of using panko you're using flour or something else <laughs> exactly yeah and and that's yeah that's definitely another trick you want to make sure you give your your recipe a creative name something fun that that makes you stick out from the pack and you want to write it in the, in that way where you have like a little bit of wiggle room. You don't want to say you're topping it with bacon and then something happens and you don't have bacon. <laughs> Your bacon burns or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you open up package so and be, it doesn't smell right. <laughs> you you definitely want to be specific because the judges will will, will sense that you're being vague. But mm. if you don't want to be too specific or too vague either, it's it's definitely everything is sort of a dance in in food sport. So 2016, you make it through the preliminaries and the top 10 for your category and your first place recipe. You're going on to the final table. So go through that thought process. You've gone through Saturday. You've gone through all those days, and you're there, I think it was on Tuesday of that year. Uh, you were there mm-hmm. seeing that final table. You're looking around. There's the barbecue. There's steak. There's there's all these other seafood, and you're freaking in Orange Beach, and there's seafood sitting right there. <laughs> what what was going through your mind that day? You know, it, it's definitely surreal winning. Um, I, when, when I won in the opening rounds, I actually got a perfect 100 on one of my plates. So I was already going in with the, with that added stress of of doing really well, <laughs> but uh, getting to the the final table that was that was just surreal, and it definitely that year recipe used to switch. Uh, it was a different theme each year, so that year it was breakfast. So not only was I competing against you know seafood that's right there, steak, barbecue, all that stuff, I had to make a breakfast worth a hundred thousand dollars. Well, well, you kind of did. You kind of <laughs> took the thing that I love, an eggs Benedict, but you put your own kind of spin to it uh, for, for what you did. So, describe your recipe that you did. Well, I made a homemade bacon infused English muffin. Then I topped it with a little bit of pulled pork um, and a brown butter and habanero uh, hollandaise. 
that I topped on top of that. And then what I did is I actually used these, these fun little egg poachers that I found online, and I put bacon grease in them and little pieces of bacon. So the bacon actually went inside of the egg. And then so it was sort of like by the egg pieces were by, or the bacon pieces were by the yolk. And then I placed that on top of my eggs Benedict. Now, so that I, was sort of my, my fun, unique twist. Listening and watching the show, looking back at some of the videos, one of the judges called it a very tasteful adventure that they went on eating your meal. In <laughs> fact, Chris Lilly loved the apple sausage that you met, that you had. Did you make the apple sausage from scratch, or was that a recipe, something that you found store-made already? Uh, we actually did make that from, from, from scratch. We used uh, the Wampler sausage. And then I caramelized a little bit of apples and jalapeno and sort of made my own little sausage patty with that. Well, it did good. You got sixth place, if I'm not mistaken, in 2016 overall at the final table. Mm -hmm. Steak won it that year, and unfortunately, steak won it last year. So the question is, (laughs) are you cooking 2018? I will be. I will actually be in the bacon category this year. So do you think bacon can take down steak this year? I mean, two years in a row, steak's been winning it. Can bacon take down steak? You know, I definitely think uh, bacon will take down steak this year. I mean, I, I've been been working on my recipes for the last couple of months and fine-tuning them and really getting uh, zen with my bacon. So I, <laughs> I think I can really... I, I really think I, I've got a couple really strong dishes that that'll be able to topple steak. So, 2018, the World Food Championships is back at the war, at the wharf at Orange Beach, Alabama. What what are you looking forward to seeing in Orange Beach? What's so special about that area uh, for you and for all the contestants down there? You know, or, Orange Beach is just it, it's beautiful. If you haven't been, you, you definitely owe yourself the opportunity to go to go visit and especially when when the world food championships are happening it's 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 a beautiful town the people are extremely receptive of the competition and and the visitors uh there's definitely going to be a lot of fun stuff this year at the WFC like the BBQ, the barbecue beach there's going to be the teen green challenge which that they're going to have uh five champion teen cooks all competing which is going to be fun and then uh, they're going to cap it off with the Soup or bowl, <laughs> okay. which is uh, <laughs> competitors who won their their way to the top ten rounds are going to be like battling it out in a, in another little fun competition and sampling out samples to to the public. So, I'll and t- that's going to be and, and and that'll be raising money for for charity. So that that's always great. Best of luck to Chef Anthony Serrano when he competes in less than two months at the World Food Championships. Coming up, a preview of Big Money Steaks with Brett Galloway with the Steak Cook-Off Association. Plus, our question of the week, what's going on, and recipe of the week. This is The Rub on 600 WRC and 92.1 FM. This is The Rub. Welcome back, and thanks for listening to the show recognized with its award of excellence by the National Barbecue Association. Download the show for free on iTunes, Google Play, the iHeartRadio app, and take us wherever you go. Next week on the show, Brett Galloway with the State Cook-Off Association will give us details on how to win some big money. We've got guys from Australia coming. We've got guys from New Zealand. We've got teams from Japan. We've got teams from Canada, Belgium, the U.K., um, Switzerland, uh, Germany's very well represented. In all, we have 25 international teams 
coming. I mean, they're coming halfway around. Well, heck, they're coming halfway around the world to cook two eighteen-ounce ribeyes. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that's unbelievable, and um, we're very excited and honored that they would do that. You know, they're they're coming for a reason. They want to be called the world champion. They could win our world champion ring. I mean, that thing looks like an NFL championship ring. Ten thousand dollars doesn't hurt either. But most of all, their friends can call them world champion from now on. Again, we'll have a lot more with Brett next week right here on The Rub. Jimmy, let's now turn to Twitter for our question of the week. It comes from Justin, and he asks, what's the better blend for grilling burgers? 80-20? I have to go with Seth uh, Agronoff on this. Seth, he ran Memphis, Best Memphis Burger Fest. Yeah. 80-20. I like a nice blend that's got not too much fat. I mean, you can go like a 70-30. You can go a little bit that, that way. But 80-20, I think, is perfect because the other direction you can go is too lean. Yeah, 90-10 just doesn't work. Yeah. Even the 85-15, you're, you're still a little bit on the fat. You need the fat not just to hold the meat together on making that burger, but that is flavor. <clears throat> I hate to say it. Fat is flavor. It is. And that's just added flavor there. I mean, a lean burger sometimes can be really super dry. Sometimes they've got to add stuff to it. Well, just go ahead and get your 80-20. It's going to work out perfect. All right, Jimmy, we're now well into the month of September. Next weekend will be the middle of the month. What's going on? Well, you've got one big monster contest, and then you've got something here locally. Locally, Corinth, Mississippi. You've got a, we just talked about SCA. They've got a steak cook-off down in Corinth, Mississippi on September the 15th. But if you want to travel and you want to go visit Kansas City, you've got the American Royal Barbecue Contest going on from the 13th through the 15th of September. Uh, that is a biggie. And that's a biggie. Yeah. You're talking 600-plus barbecue teams in the Kansas City Speedway, the racing track out there, yeah. in the infield, they've got all these barbecue teams set up cooking. And there's actually two contests in there. There's an invitational where you had to win a grand champion to qualify to go in there. And then you've got the open, which is everybody can cook that event. And that's where majority of those 600 teams are coming from is that open. And then you've got all these ancillary categories. you get got sausage. You've got side dishes you get all this stuff to cook up there and if you've ever seen the videos it's very interesting because all the teams load in via the tunnel going underneath the, the track and yeah, coming into yeah. the infield and as soon as you pull into the infield you see these big we talked about four of these big monstrosity uh rvs and cooker units and whatnot and just look over there and there's 600 of them just laid out there and nice design and a big party too late for us to go this year but we need to plan on that as a trip maybe next year for the show before we say goodbye, what are we cooking? We talked about steaks before, and I figured, hey, we need to talk about this. Bone-in ribeye. Okay. A bone-in ribeye, because I'm seeing them more and more on pictures on Facebook and Twitter. I've cooked a couple. They're great. It's a nice ribeye. It's got the bone still attached to it. I mean, a ribeye is a portion of the meat that's on the rib, so that's the rib bone. They are running. I'm seeing that Costco and Sam somewhere between $20 and $30. People going, well, that's a waste of money because of all your weight's there in the bone. It's still a really, really, really good cut of meat, usually pretty thick, usually about two inches thick, that it's kind of hard to sear that directly off like you normally would cook a steak you kind of almost want to reverse sear it where you put it on the smoker over indirect heat and get it close to your internal temperature. I like my steak about medium rare. So I'm going to get that steak up to about 120 degrees, but 115, 120 degrees internal temperature. And then I'm going to take it and put it over the direct side, the side that's got the charcoal on it, that's flaming hot. And I'm going to put that sear on the outside of that steak real quick on both sides just to crust it up and then pull it off 
let it rest. I'm a big boy. I could probably, <laughs> I could probably eat that thing by myself. Yeah. But as best to do is take it, cut the bone off, and slice it almost like a London brawl, and serve it up with everybody right there on a platter. It's a really good thing to show off presentation-wise. It's a great piece of meat. And all that meat still connected to the bone over there. You've got that the, the grizzle and the that people usually turn their nose up to. I want that. Yeah. I want that portion right there because that's got tons of flavor in it. But see, I'll have to cook too because I have two dogs and I don't want to favor <laughs> one over the other when I toss them the bone. Yeah, you toss them that bone, you'll have a fight right there in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that. They're sisters. They already fight enough and wrestle enough as it is. All right, that sounds good. Bone-in ribeye. Whatever you cook this weekend or grill this weekend, take a photo of it and tag us when you put it on Twitter or Facebook. We'd love to see it. And with that, Jimmy, we're at the end of the show. Have fun, be safe, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Absolutely. For Jimmy Shotwell, I'm Forrest Goodman. Get out there and grill, cook, smoke something good this weekend. So long, everybody. You can listen to The Rub on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, and Google Play. You can also hear it Saturday afternoons at 3 on 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Like The Rub on Facebook. Just search The Rub Podcast. You can also follow the show on Twitter. Just search at The Rub Podcast. The Rub is a production of Memphis Barbecue Supply, Good Media, and 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.